everyone, we are back and I am so excited, Kelly, to have you here with us. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me here today. Oh my goodness. Okay, so your book, Battle Ready. Now, I have read it and I am just really honored that you're here with us. What prompt, and first of all, tell our viewers what the book is about. Battle Ready will help you train your mind to conquer challenges, defeat doubt, and live victoriously. Listen, when I wrote the book, yes. I was like, God, I'm tired of living by my own mind, like full of doubt and fear and worry and comparison and feeling like I'm never going to be enough. So when I wrote the book, I said, God, I want to stop living life defensively, like just waiting for the next shoe to drop, right? And I want to start to live proactively, seizing your word and just starting to really believe, God, that what you say is true for me. Yes. And yes. that's why I wrote the book, because I wanted God's promises and his truth to not only dwell in my mind, but to live in my heart so that it changed my life. That's incredible. That's incredible. I must know, because we had talked about your family a little bit before yeah. we started the show here today. How much of an inspiration were they to you? Oh my goodness. They really <laughs> helped me form the message entirely because honestly, one of the hardest parts of my life is probably being a mom. You know, I'm prone to be a worker, I'm prone to be a yes. driver, and to really push hard into the things that I want to do for myself. Maybe I'm a little bit selfish. And so with my kids... I think we all fall right? into that, quite frankly. Yes. Seriously. Yes. The enemy is often coming and telling me, Kelly, you're a bad mom. Like, you're not good enough. So you have that little person yes. on your shoulders, too. Am I wrong? Oh, my gosh, completely. Okay. And I hear that voice, and it just nags at me, like, oh, look, you used a little bit of a tense voice with him just now. Or, you know, they're going to remember that you didn't give them those lunch tickets for five days a week. You only did it one day a week. You know, all these little <laughs> things. I'm like, oh! I'm freaking out. <laughs> right. Uh, but the truth is, right, that we're under grace. And I'm like, God, I need you to teach me first about how to be battle ready in my family, how to receive your love so that I can love them well, and how to stop listening to that voice of condemnation and self-reproach, right? right, so that I can love them with the voice of love, too. And that's so much in the pages of this book. I might it not is. mention Michael and Madison all the time, but yeah. I mean, they're like my story ground, right? right? Like my yes. proving ground, my writing ground, all that good stuff. Oh, that's great. So, you know, that it's almost like a bad habit, you know, listening to those negative voices that are in our minds and not necessarily in our heart, but in our minds, mm -hmm. right? Um, you talk in your book about habits. You talk about you know creating new habits that serve us well. Uh, what are some things that we can do to foster that and to build good productive habits? To change our habits is to actually change our life, right? Just okay. think about one habit that you have that really, really has stuck to your life. If you can just begin to change that one thing, your whole life will begin to change because you've learned how to change one thing, then you can move to the next, right? But here's the deal with habits. And I'm okay. going to, there's a bunch of tips in the book Battle Ready, but I'm going to just share one small tip about changing habit that is so vital okay, to I'm transformation. Ready. I'm ready. Okay. So tell me about Hold it. Hold on to your seat. Okay. Okay. So take it small, right? Sometimes we put so much yes. pressure on ourselves to like, to fix ourselves, right? We're like, I've got to move from here to Mars by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Not right? happening, right. It's just impossible. Right. And we set ourselves up to fail. It's like New Year's resolutions. Right. I'm like, oh my goodness, kill me. I do not want to talk about New Year's resolutions because there's this big, massive goal that we put so much pressure on ourselves to achieve. Yes. Yes. But if we can just say, God, 
What's the small thing that you want me to do today to move towards this life change? And we pray and listen to his heart for us. And he might just say, just come and be with me and just talk to me about the struggle of it. Yes. You know, or sit in, in my word and read Psalms and understand how David really grappled for things. And we just move and take that little step at a time. Just do it. The little small thing. After we add all those little small steps up, guess what? After a month or two months or three, we'll look back and say, whoa, I took all those small steps and look at me now. Yes. I've made it miles from where I once was. Right. And that gives us the grace, the peace, and the space to actually seize life change. You know what? I love that. And this is why. Because really that space you're talking about, it's almost like a journey, right? You're, you're breaking those, those habits. And what is in that? is success, is feeling that success, because after every one of those little little steps that you take, you feel like a million dollars. You do, and cheer yourself on. Right, right. Please, it's so important, cheer yourself on and say, I've been doing a great job. You know, as Christians, I think sometimes we're afraid to say I've done a good job because right. it seems like we're taking credit for ourselves. But just imagine how God is cheering you on. And we're told that we have this great cloud of witnesses. They're for us too. Yes. And so in that little celebration, it actually tells our mind, right, that do this again. Right. When you celebrate, you're teaching your mind, this was a good thing, do it again. Scientifically, that's a very good I thing for that. mind change and life change. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Also, in your book, you talk about women. And you talk about specifically challenges that women have. You know, that sometimes, you know, we're talking about being battle ready, that sometimes we're being attacked. Uh, what do you mean by that? Can you tell our viewers? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm just taking a sigh, a breath, because whether we realize it or not, we are being attacked. And I think I went through a large part of my life never realizing how attacked I was. Really? Never realizing that my destiny, my mission that God had for my life was under siege since I was born. I see. Let me tell you, my name, Kelly, actually means warrior. Does it really? Isn't that huge? Because that means that from the very first very day I was born, uh -huh. God knew that I was going to be writing books on battles, on fear fighting, right? Yes. He knew my destiny. But do you know what the enemy came to do during my upbringing? I could not read words. I used to read letters backwards, and my dad would be like, what's this word? You what's this word? Dyslexic. I mean, I was never diagnosed, Yes. but I just lived that. And he'd hold up the words and be like, what is it? And I'd be like, cat. And he'd be like, no, it's dog. You know? <laughs> and so it was this horrible thing. Yes. And then I stayed back in third grade. Oh. I had a boss who told me my writing was so horrible and I'd never amount to anything. I had dreams in, in the night about her and how she would speak to me. And that's because the enemy loves to try to put his claws on the very spot yes. where God wants to use us. I was under attack, yet right. I never even realized it until I looked back and said, wow, I see those fingerprints there. And so I want to encourage some of you who might feel like you're at that spot where you have felt that resistance. Yes. If you're feeling resistance, just know that keep going with persistence because 
the more you fight that back, the more you will break through to the fullness of what God has for you. Giving, not giving up is the key. Not giving up. And then we can look back and say, whoa, look at all that God brought me through. Look at how he helped me defeat that. Because we know that it's God that fights our battles for us. We just have to keep on moving into what he has for us. And then he'll do the fighting. He's invincible in battle. Uh Imagine that. Yes. Like he can do it in a way where he doesn't even get hit. We want him fighting for us. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. A lot of that, too, is uh, the, the mindset I was talking about before, changing that mindset. Now, I believe in the book you talk about a 30-second mindset change. Uh, can you share with our viewers what that means? There are a bunch of different little prayers, little yes. statements, right? things that you can do to lift your mind to renew your spirit, to change your thoughts. The book has something like over, I don't know, like a hundred different little practices or um, prayers that you can do throughout the book just to to stay close to God, okay? So here's one way to lift your mind. Come to God and just say, God, I can't. I don't know how. I need you to do this for me. Come and rescue me. In surrender, we can't help but find peace. Because what happens is we transfer the load off of our shoulders Uh and give it to God. Right. We let it go. We let it go. Yes. There's just no way to look at the immensity of God and still focus on the intensity of your problems in the same way. That's true. That's true. It's really a very good way to take something in society or in our environment that is destructive to us personally or those around us and turning it into something productive. Am I wrong? A hundred percent. And here's the thing that's amazing. We would never go into war, like into a war. Say it yes. was like World War Three. Please no. We pray no World War Three, yes, okay? For sure. But we would never go into World War Three without having some sort of battle plan. Like if we were inserted into the field and it's like, okay, here you are, here's your battle gear, like go. You wouldn't just show up and say, okay, I'm just going to run around the battlefield. No, you would have a plan. Like I'm going to make it to that bunker, right. then I'm going to go there. But yet we approach our Christian walk without a plan. We have God's word, but it's vast. Right. Like, how can we hone it down so that we can seize God's truth in our mind when the going gets tough? Because I'll tell you what, like, when I get that phone call, that emergency phone call, or when I'm in the heat of an argument with my husband, or when my kids are going off at me, I'm not thinking of, you know, the word that I read eight hours ago from God. I'm like, <laughs> how am I going to make it through? But yet, if we have a battle plan and we know how to think in advance and we practiced our mind and we've dwelled on scripture and meditated and prayed and armored ourselves up in that moment, we're like, wait, I can pause for a second and I know how to fight because I'm battle ready. Can you give me an example, either of you or someone that you have dealt with that has read the book, of somebody who has had destructive thoughts? Yeah and exercised what they had read in the book mm-hmm. and turn them into something productive that has enhanced their life. Do you have an example of that? Absolutely. You know, I can think back to myself. Okay. And I was in college. Uh-huh. And I was struggling with an eating disorder. Okay. I weighed probably about 80 pounds. And I just remember at night I would lay in my bed 
and as I laid on my side, my knees would just hurt and like literally felt like bone on top of bone. It was a very destructive time and I just felt this need to perform, you know, that I always had to bring myself to this next level, that I need to get the perfect job, that I needed to come out of college right away with everything in line. I needed to show the world that Kelly was good enough. Right. And that was the mentality I was living with. I would exercise nonstop during the day. I would go on runs to no end. One day, my friends approached me and they said, Kelly, you really do have a problem. Ah, like you your friends did. They said, it was an intervention. They're like, you really need to get help, Kelly. Ah. And I looked at them. Did it shock you? Did you know you needed help at that point? You know, we can go a long time lying to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It is so true. Some of us might be lying to ourselves today. Yes. And freedom comes life comes when we admit our truth. Mm -hmm. I sat there knowing they were 100% right, but telling myself they were 100% wrong. Is that right? Uh, the defenses went up, yes. right? Rationalization, negating, defending, excusing, all of those words that just push away right. what the truth is. But the truth will set us free. It's true, yes. <laughs> if we let it. Yes. If we let it. Right. So they encountered me in that way. And then I took a, wa uh, a run with God and my normal whatever it was, like three mile run or something. And I was running, actually it wasn't initially with God, but I went through the woods and I just remember I just stopped. Mostly just to feel God near me. And I started to cry. Uh, and I just said, God, I can't do this anymore. Yes. Like I really, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Frankly, I don't know who I am because I'm trying to be everyone, everything to everyone. Right. I need your intervention. And it was at that moment that I feel like the Lord really saved me. Is that right? And part of being battle ready is learning how to say to God, this is the truth about me that I don't want you to see. Uh -huh. This is the reality underneath. I don't feel like I'm enough. Yes. I fear that the world's going to take advantage of me or make fun of me or put me to shame. And when we can get down to that level, that truth does set us free because we meet God's truth. Yes. Well, and I think we're finally being honest with ourselves. So did your life change after that? Oh, I grew up the oldest of six kids, and I was like mama bear, you oh, know, no like, okay, I wow. was mama bear, but I was also bossy bear, let's right. be honest. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> because I just needed to make sure everything was okay in the family. Right. But after that, I took the biggest risk of my life. What'd you do? Um, you know that Dixie Chick song, Wide Open Spaces? Wide yeah. open spaces. You know, it's about this girl. She just gets in the car. I, I imagine as a convertible car, she just drives off. Right. Well, I had the courage to say, you know what? I'm going to move to California on my own. No way. I moved from Maryland to California all by myself. Oh my goodness. Wow. And I said, wide open spaces. I'm just going to see what God has for me out there uh -huh. and start like kind of this new, this new adventure. And I really met Jesus in California. Oh. I was surrounded by all the right people and my faith came alive. It was the best thing that I ever did. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, one of them. Marrying my husband was the other one. Uh, but, you know. And having your children. Yeah. Right? And my kids. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So one other thing that I struggle with personally, and I know a lot of people struggle with, is boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries are 
for me, very difficult. Do you have problems with boundaries? Setting boundaries with people. My friend, I just got an email last night from somebody who wanted me to do something for them uh -huh. that I didn't feel comfortable with. Oh, no. Okay. And it wasn't so much that it was, you know, a sinful thing or a, you know, evil thing. Yes. But it was something that if I actually followed through with doing it, uh -huh. it was going to take my heart and put it in the wrong spot. Okay. Like it was going to put me perhaps into this place of focusing on something that I knew that God did not want me to focus I on. Understand. I hope this is making sense. It is. So I said to my husband, I said, Emmanuel, I think I'm finally getting it. Uh -huh. I don't have to respond to this email. Whereas normally I would want to respond because I wouldn't want that person to, to think badly of me yes. or I would fear that they might take something away from me. Yes. I said, wisdom sometimes doesn't speak. Wisdom knows sometimes it's the less you say that says everything. Right. And I feel like I'm beginning to really understand boundaries in a way where I feel comfortable with them. Good. That's really Where good. I'm saying, you know what, God, what you want for me is the better thing, and so I don't have to bow down to what everybody else wants for me if right. it's not right. That and I can true. do it with love. I can do it with respect. You know, I didn't type back the email like, oh, get out of here. I'm sick and tired of that, 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 you know. No. Sometimes the answer comes in, in just giving it space, and perhaps I'll respond back to the email later. Yes. Maybe I'll, I'll just wait and just let it go. I don't know. God will show me what to do, and That's there's peace in that. really great. Surrender again, right? Yes. I don't have to do everything right. and be everything right. to everyone. Thank you, God. Right, right. It's interesting how you put that because with boundaries, boundaries are different. And, and I like how you, you put that by doing that thing for your friend, put your heart in a place that it really should not have been. Now that thing may not have been a wrong thing, might not been a, you know, unethical thing or anything like that, but it was not the right thing for you. That's right. And uh, there is no shame in just giving it space. Exactly. And even in giving it space to say, I can respond a couple days later. Right. Exactly. When, when I settle down to the thing that God wants me to learn from this, right. then I can respond to her. I love that. Love that. Well, Kelly, this has been such a stimulating conversation. Mm -hmm. I have had so much fun. And I know, I know that I struggle, as you know, and, you know, everyone out there struggles. And I think it, there is power in knowing that we're not alone. So for our viewers that are out there that may be going through challenges and you know, are, are not sure which way to turn. Is there any words of wisdom that you would lend to them to get them battle ready? We all don't know where to turn at times. The truth is that it's a battle because it really is a battle. Right. Right? We have our flesh that yes. wants to sometimes speak to us. We also have the enemy that speaks to us. Uh -huh. And we're constantly having to go back and say, no, I'm not listening to those voices because God's voice is my life. It's the way, it's the truth, right? right. It's everything I need. And so that's part of the reason why the book is named Battle Ready because the battle's ongoing. Sometimes we want to make it to the destination and God has beauty in the journey. Mm. So I just encourage everyone, if you feel like you're in that place of being all alone or that you're not doing a good, good enough job, just say to yourself, Jesus died to extend grace to me. Jesus died 
so that I could have a room to grow with him. And he will complete the good work that he's begun in believers. He is faithful to do what he says he's going to do. So people can rest on that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for viewers out there, they're listening to what we're saying today and they want to find you or contact you. Where can, where can they find you? Well, what I did is I created a website called IamBattleReady.com. Oh, that's great. Yes. So it's super easy. IamBattleReady.com. But what I did on there was try to be a blessing to the people who are going through financial problems. I realized that not everyone can even afford the book. So on that page, I have probably like 15 different resources for people that are free. Uh, battle ready prayers there's a find your battle ready style quiz there are um, video devotionals I mean there's a wide array of stuff that will bless everyone but you can also find out about the book on iambattleready.com or visit Amazon or wherever books are found right. I also blog at purposefulfaith.com and I'm just about being real like I really share my real stuff and God's word and we just get down to the bottom like those when we were talking yes. before about those heart things that right. are deep down in here let's get down to that yes. because if we can get to the root then the bloom will be fantastic absolutely I love that well on behalf of the entire Plum Talk team I want to thank you so much for joining us today I had a blast today thank you thank so you. much for having me it's been wonderful thank you